Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestion01 on Twitter. On the microphone, we got the testing. We got the testing going on. We got the testing. We got the testing going on. Checking the microphones. Checking the microphones. Man, this is good. We got the testing. testing. We got the testing going on. In a microphone, check it out, check it out, check it out. We got the testing going on. That might actually end up being the new <laughs> intro. Put it at the oh, end of it. That's great. <laughs> Outtakes. All right. Hey, welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. We're here in the shed of Nathan's Gearco. That's right. Recording another session. That's right. Asking questions. That's right. Every time I'm here, I wish I played guitar. Well, all these guitars on the wall. You, sh- you can. You too can it's play. It's not really about playing, it's more about owning. Mm. Yeah. So when you think about it, you can be a guitar owner. Mm-hmm. I do own a guitar. Oh, well, it's a Fender. Go. There you go. Paramount. Mm-hmm. Acoustic. Right. PM3. That's it's got a cool. cutout on it. It's been in a case for about two years. Hmm. I may That's take nice. it out. And it's very nice. It's got inlaid gold um, cords. <laughs> cords. <laughs> gold inlaid cords. <laughs> That's what the salesman told me. Cool. <laughs> That's right. Man, he took you for a ride. <laughs> Nathan, what did you sell me? Uh, oh, yeah, it's got gold cords. <laughs> inlaid. Inlaid. I'm trying to figure out what cords are yeah. on the guitar. Yeah. As far as hardware goes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the strings. It's next to the flange. Oh, yeah. the strings. Mine came pre-corded. <laughs> <laughs> pre-corded. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. All right. So, are we starting over? No way. This is oh, good stuff. Oh, we're, we're going. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Woohoo! So, you have a question. I do have a question. I'm gonna, I'm going to ask it just... The simple way, and then we'll we can dive into the behind the scenes part. Um, so, what is our purpose, or what is my purpose? What is your purpose? So, w- what what really prompted you to ask this question? <laughs> I mean, just kind of looking back, um, looking back on a life in Christianity where that was really a driving factor. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just wondering, is it, uh, well, let me ask another question to to kick off the discussion. Um, Did you, did you feel that same way? First off, did you guys feel that same way? So you're thinking, Hey, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Rick Warren told, told us we had to have a purpose. Oh, 
at least is that four, the purpose driven life? Yeah, we have to have it for forty days. Oh man! Then after that, book. you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Uh, gosh, I don't know. It's not such a good question for you guys, because you guys have always, you know, you you were born into the church. I was going to ask, so do, do you remember having that same question? What is my purpose? That same drive to find what that is, even before you were totally immersed in evangelicalism? Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think humans are wired for that anyway. And I think that, um, you know, whenever, you know, you're involved in something like, um, the church, you want what's best. You want, you know, you want the best out of that that you can get, uh, and be fully invested. And, uh, so I always wanted a purpose and, um, the purpose for me was, um, and this may trigger you guys, but it was finding out what my spiritual gift was. And that was supposed to lead me to what my purpose was. So I took a handful of uh, spiritual gift testing, and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. But seriously, that's that's I mean, yeah, that's that was all a part uh, a part of the uh, the Christian life was what is my purpose? What am I gifted to do? What did God gift me to do? And what am I supposed to accomplish for His kingdom? Hmm. Nathan. You know, I don't think I ever thought about what my purpose was until people at church said, you need to think about your purpose. I mean, I think early in life, I think, you know, I had a really good childhood growing up, had a lot of friends and was very active. And so I think early life for me was just about, you know, having fun and being involved with people and things like that. But, you know, you joke around about the purpose driven life, that book, you know, it wasn't until then that I feel like I was ever confronted with the idea of like, what's your purpose from a God, from God's perspective of how you need, what you need to pursue for the rest of your life. Um, I never really thought about it till then probably. So, so what I thought about was, was not as much what my purpose was. It was what God's purpose for my life was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about that either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I've, you know, I just, I have to, I'm being honest. I just really yeah. didn't. Early, earlier on in life, I just, I, I didn't. Yeah, we encourage so. honesty. Yeah, we do. <laughs> people, you know, That's people questionable. will often tell you when they're being honest, but rarely do they tell you when they're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. To be dishonest, I, I would never I'm being do that. honest, then I'm being dishonest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so David, what, what do you, uh, could you explain that a little bit more about the, what the purpose for my life is or what my purpose is the difference between those two? You talking about what my purpose is and what God's purpose is? You said, uh, you didn't view it as what my purpose is. I viewed it as what's God's purpose, God's purpose for my life. Yes. Well, and that, that really ties back to God had gifted me in a certain way. And I was supposed to use that gifting to, uh, you know, growing up Baptist, it was about increasing the kingdom. It was about pulling people in the church and people getting saved. Um, I found out very quick that I wasn't very good at evangelism. 
but uh, I did I did enjoy teaching, and so that's really where I felt like my purpose was was teaching, and so um, that's what I thought my purpose, what God's purpose for my life was, you know, and it wasn't so much growing up in the church. It was really when I got into more evangelical type churches where it it really was you know putting yourself aside and really offering yourself up as hey what do you want me to do it really doesn't matter what i want to do so did you yeah i get that absolutely did you feel like uh your purpose seemed to um be whatever the church needed at the time I mean, that's a good question. Uh, certainly when it came to, because my gifting was um, was some sort of teacher. They didn't call it teaching, exhortation, whatever that was. And then um, it was service. Uh, they love it when people have the gift of service, because that means you're supposed to come serve. So I, I was a deacon, you know, uh, fairly early on because I was supposed to serve other people and I was kind of wired. Uh, I thought I was wired that way to serve. Um, probably not in, in the capacity of a deacon, but it was to do things, you know, in the church and help where I needed to help. Yeah. I mean, I remember taking the, well, I don't even know. Is this the same thing as like what's your, your you mentioned spiritual gift. And I remember we had to take those spiritual gift yes. tests. Yeah. And like, and I guess that kind of helped place you on, you know, where were you going to fit in to participate and to help and things like that. Like, are we, is that kind of the same thing yeah. here? Yeah. Or, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you separate them. I, I think one, um, One's one's easier to ridicule than the other, uh, and I and I certainly don't mind going there, but uh, but another is is maybe a higher plane of that uh, beyond you know and maybe maybe we'll get to the point where we separate the uh, contributing to God's plan part to just how I'm wired or how I'm made it's at some point here in a little bit yeah okay but anyway go ahead well and i just remember doing those and 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 you know we you know we've talked about this before in fact actually just recently we have but um i mean you can you can answer those questions however you want i know the point is is that you're supposed to be completely honest but but you know all of those spiritual guests guests spiritual um um gift tests are are seem to be way more like yeah you know, people, I think people have an idea of what they want to do. And so they naturally answer that stuff to try to get to wherever they do, whatever they want to be doing. Um, so I'm not saying you can rig the test, but I'm just saying that it seems like you could definitely sway things one way or another, but ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, I think those spiritual gift tests, I, you know, I wish I had one in front of me right now, you mm-hmm. know, maybe we could even Google one or something like that. But, um, um, I always felt like they didn't really tell you anything. Well, I mean, the, the, yeah, if we were to look one over, I've been through many, and, you know, it's 
people who were completely honest, you know, let's say, let's say there's 15, uh, different directions you can gifts you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody takes the 50 question test and is honest and comes back with a scores a two on this gift and a six on this gift and a nine on this gift. And then the rest are fours and fives. Uh, Nine is their gift. Which would be giving. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, the gift of giving. And then somebody else could take the test and come back with (laughs) nines and tens and nines and tens and Mm -hmm. nines and tens and an 11. And then they say, 11 is your spiritual gift. I I got three sixes. I don't know what that means. I took it seriously though because I, I really was burdened to to do to be right where God wanted me to be. And in, in all seriousness, that that was a big deal for me. Uh and uh I wanted to be you know, if there's an inside track to being exactly where God wanted me, I wanted to be right there. And I I, t- I put a lot of stock in that. Did that. you ever think you found it? Did you ever think you achieved that? Well, I mean, we've talked about the fact that I was a pretty well-known apologetics teacher. Yeah, you were an apologetics teacher, yeah. right? Uh, it so. keeps on getting a, a mm-hmm. bigger story. Leadership. Yeah, I was in leadership. Yeah. You were the Apostle Paul, right? <laughs> uh, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They call me Polly, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, um, but I really was serious about that, and and it really was. Here's what's here's what what really happened. I was going to a first time I took a spiritual gifts test. I was going to a a Nazarene church, uh, w- which is basically a Baptist church, but you can go to hell. Uh, it, it, you can lose your salvation and go to hell. So that's really the main the main difference between the two. It's eternal security, uh, and so. Uh, I love that church. I mean, it, they're great people, great, great people. Um, and if I'd never left that church, I'd probably still be at that church. Yeah. That, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, sure. Um, but when I had the gift for teaching, I, I was actually teaching. So I think that was more of a reflection of what I was already doing. Uh, and, I think I taught, I taught through somebody, this is how good of a teacher I was. Um, we, we, somebody had the great, great idea to teach through first Kings. That's always a good idea. And I was so stupid. I did it. And I think it took three years or something. (laughs) And, and I can tell you almost every chapter ends with either they did good in the sight of the Lord or they did bad in the sight of the Lord. Yeah. So that was a long 48 months, however long that was. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. And then there's a second one after that. Yeah. But yeah. But the, my, my point is, is that it's two just kings. Yeah. Two kings. Two but, kings. but the, uh, but, but my point was my gifted, my, my giftedness was pointing to what I was already doing. Yeah. But I wasn't, 
I wasn't teaching. I, I would, man, I, I was teaching on a Sunday night and Sunday afternoon. I'd read some crap and put it in an outline and sit up there and talk about it. It's not like I was teaching, teaching. Yeah. It's not like I had a, a degree in, yeah. you know, in that stuff. Um, I just was regurgitating what other people said. That's right. And so I don't know how that really qualifies me as teaching, but they thought I was brilliant, but I knew I wasn't. Yeah. I'd say that jokingly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to study one Kings tonight. Yeah, one Kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, God's purpose. And that's, that's the thing is, is for me, um, the difference between, um, you know, what's, you know, what do I feel like I'm called to do or what's God's purpose for my life? What's our purpose? Um, now I will say this, I'll take it into this cause I think this is where you're going, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like my purpose is to, um, love my wife and my children and instill in them the best that I can, that they are loved and that they have the ability to love other people and the entire world is open to them that they can pursue and go after whatever they want. That's my purpose. Um, um, and I don't want any of my purpose to be a pursuit to try to get something in an afterlife. Cause then all of a sudden it's a transaction. Yeah. It's not a I call. It's it. not a calling. It's, yeah. It's what you do because, I mean, really what it is is a loving. You, you yeah. love your kids and you want them to grow yeah. up in a certain way and have yeah. certain life skills and you love them. Yeah. You know, you want them to have the best life possible. Mm-hmm. So naturally you're going to teach them the things that are beneficial to have a, you know, to have a, a loving, you're going to model that with, with, with your wife. And yeah. so they see what, a, what, what parents are that love each other. And, you know, I mean, I, I think you're just doing what, what, you know, you're doing because you love your kids. Yeah. And you love your wife. That's right. And, you know, and every day that's a choice. I mean, I think you have to because we're human beings and, you know, you do have the choice to go one way or another. And so it's a daily choice every day. You know, you wake up every day and go, okay, I have a choice to, you know, love those in my life or not, you know? And so that's, so I feel like that's, that's my purpose is to get up every day and to do the best I can for the people that are around me. The two of you guys, you know, your families, you know, whatever we can do, you know, those, that's the purpose. I go to work. I support the people at my work because that's where I'm at. And, and, you know, cause I know part of this question is also like, you know, what is your, you know, like we've always been confused of what's our purpose for God. Or what's, what's God's purpose on our life or our calling? You mm-hmm. used the word calling earlier, you know, but I've never seen many situations to where people do those kind of callings outside of their religious organization. Or to yeah. influence somebody to join their religious organization. Or, or they do it to, to, yeah. do, to influence it's, it's to come evangelism, and join their, uh, right. Evangelism to, to increase right. the... The yeah. kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally tracking with what you're yeah. saying. And so, you know, so a lot of that is, is, you know, when I was at, you know, going to church a lot, you know, for, for, for years, um, you know, if somebody said, oh, you must have the gift of music, that's your calling, you play, you know, I do, it was involved in the music, you know, programs at church. 
So played, you know, played guitar or whatever was any of that. And so that would always be my calling. But like that, that was never anything that, um, that wasn't the purpose, like it wasn't the purpose of my life. You know what I mean? Like there were always things where like I had to, that, I don't know. I guess that's the distinction I'm making is, is a call. When people talk about callings or God's purpose, it always seems to be within their church or, you know, their religious institution, Mm -hmm. you know, but a purpose on somebody's life would be, what are you pouring into other people around you that you're responsible for, that you have any, almost a universal or a a eternal involvement, like your kids, like you pour into them for the best, you want the best for them so that then they can pour into their children. Mm-hmm. And they can pour into their children, and this this ongoing thing that's just there that that that's that's what I see more as purpose. Um, I don't know. You say things. Well, um, you would have said the same thing fifteen years ago. Well, four, fourteen years ago. Yeah. Right. So when you're in the middle of yeah. evangelicalism, mm-hmm. we ask the same question. You're going to give me the same answer. Yeah. Even back then. Yep. So, yeah. It it just would have been flavored. Right. It would have been Yeah, you you may have flavored it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I know you pretty well. I don't think you probably would have. I think you would have said it pretty much the sure. same way, but it would have been interpreted you know, inside of all of that language. Yeah. You you're still saying exactly what you're saying today. Yeah. Your love for your you know, your, your children and your wife and, and the people that you get the opportunity to care for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, who, who are we supposed to love? Yeah. The people in our life. Yeah. And, and you know, in front of me in a moment, yeah. you know, guy wa- passing on the street, you know, That's I, right. I want to give him a smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to love on him. I draw the line at that. I'm not loving on a guy on the street. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> David has boundaries. That's I have right. very defined boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope the best for him, but I'm not buying one of those papers. Yeah, yeah I'm not. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I mean, we've been, I think Nathan and I have been doing a lot of the talking, Jim. What? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I've, we've, we've all experienced so much of this together, but, um, I, I loved it early in the discussion when you said, I think it's a natural thing. I think that, you know, I hope that it is Mm -hmm. because I know I've always felt it, but I also, um, you know, I'm open to maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe everybody doesn't think this way. And, uh, not in, in no way making one way of thinking better than the other. It's just, you know, who knows? Some people may have, have, uh, survival issues that, that this is, you know, this is a luxury thought. Yeah. I, that, that's very possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, I have always felt that I don't think I would have been as involved in all of the religious stuff if that wasn't behind it. If my yeah. desire to know two things, where did I come from? 
and what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And so those things have driven, and I and I I still contend that they, you know, my my thought process today, my my beliefs and opinions are still driven by that. You know, I've, I've I know I've said it a number of times, but you know, I feel like that's what got me to where I am. It's what got me to where I was as well. Um, but so here we are. And, uh, I think it's a, uh, something that I, you know, I consider daily. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I agree with, with what Nathan said, you know, it's loving my, my wife and my kids, uh, to the best of my ability. Um, uh, raising them, uh, so that they will be good humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, and I don't, I don't want not, not just, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you didn't omit this, but I think it's, I think it's bigger than, uh, raise my kids well so they can raise their kids. Well, I want to raise my kids well so that they impact all the people they work with yeah. and all the people they come in contact with mm-hmm. and they get behind the things, uh, both, uh, socially and politically and all of that, they, that, that make the world better. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I am as on board about changing the world as I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And, uh, I want, you know, I want to have as, as much influence on that as I possibly can. I want my kids to, I want my grandkids to, you know, I mean, if there's a, if there's a Martin Luther King Jr. in my family tree somewhere down the road, uh, man, that would just be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's a, that's a great, um, uh, th- that's a great thought and great way to, way to phrase it that, yeah, we, we, I, I've been really, um, I'm going to use a kind of a Christian word here, uh, burdened, uh, that, uh, what is, and I think I've figured this out, but what, when you leave, when you leave the church, like, like I have, I know people listening, um, you know, we had a conversation on the way here about people that are in the, in the midst of deconverting. That is a big deal about what your purpose is. You don't, you don't want to lose hope. You don't want to turn around. What do I do now? And you know, how am I supposed to live my life and all that? And I, I think just you saying, you know, we can be good humans. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was raised in a way that you, you can't be unless you're a Christian. You can't really be good unless you have Christ. And now, and what I'm noticing now, when I say I've kind of figured it out. My, my purpose when I was a Christian was to try to convince people that their faith was real. And they had reasons to believe their faith was, was solid, and there's historical reasons and biblical reasons and all these different, you know, to, to just logical, you know, reasons why God exists and the Bible is accurate and true and the stories are, you know, Jesus rose, you know, from the dead, he's resurrected, there's proof of that. And now my purpose is kind of flipped. And the, the farther I, now that I've deconstructed, the farther away from that I get, um, I have, I, I, 
you know, I have a real, uh, again, to use the religious word, burden to try to relieve that stress from other people that are looking and trying to figure out what is life like after I leave the church or after I, I deconvert. And you can still have that purpose. You can still help other people and do good things. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually, um, I think, better because you're doing it because you want to help other people, not because you're going to have some reward. And I think that's the, that's the trick is, is whenever you're in church, it's somehow you being in church is why you do those things. And now I've come to believe that, no, we do that thing because we, we are evolved to know that humans need each other to survive. And that compassion comes out because we know we need to help other people and because that's how our species remains that's how we it's survival of the fittest well we will survive as a pack a lot more than we will as an individual and uh I, I mean i think that's what my purpose is now is i mean i don't want to offend anybody but i'd, I'd love to convince other people that hey you you don't have to sit under a narcissistic narcissistic pastor or you don't have to do this or that you can just Outside of the church and outside of religion, you can still love other people and be kind to other people and help other people um, just because they're people. You know, just because we're, we're living in a society together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and others don't, you know. It, 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 there's just, you know, back to loving our families, loving our children, loving the people around us, and then right alongside that, caring for and standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves mm-hmm. and those who have that's less. right mm-hmm. and that's what that you know I, I i believed when i was in the middle of of religion you know as 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 far in as you could possibly get that the world could be a better place i still believe that with all yeah. my heart it needs to be a better place I, I now look back and I realize I was, you know, I was on the side of making it a worse place, making it better for very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah. very sorry for the contribution I made on that. But I still feel like, okay, this can be a better world. And you know what? This can be a better world for everyone. So when I first deconverted, we've talked about this before, when I first deconverted, uh, one of the first calls I made was to you. And you were there for me. Um, and I called, Nathan and I had been meeting, you know, for years. But you and I had, had there was a period of time we hadn't, we didn't really talk very much. Uh, and uh, when I reached out to you, you were automatic, yeah, let's meet. We, we had coffee early in the morning. And, and I kept trying to go back to, well, how do you have community with believers and all this? And, and, and you were very patient with me that, you know, it's not, you know, you're not defined by the church. You know, you're defined by who you are and what you do and and how you how you conduct yourself. I'm not defined by a church or a religion. I think that is uh, if there's a if there's a freedom that people can realize is, is that you're not called to a purpose by God. You're a human. Do things that are good for other humans. You know what would help you help other people in that way. It's it's actually a lot 
simpler than what the way we always always praying. Well, God's will, and do I help them? Do I help them. It's always amazing how we'll pray for people to to be healed, but the people that thought they had the gift of healing never went into the hospital and healed people. Mm-hmm. That never happened. We just would pray for that to happen. Yep. And so, but God said we had that power, and now I'm like, you know what? That that's not there. So how can we, you know, can we take somebody food after they've had an operation? Can we, you know, meet them and just let them talk, mm-hmm. you know, when they've had a bad day or whatever? And that, that's what it's about, you know? I mean, really, let's, let's just treat other people like we want to be treated. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever met a Christian that has ever arrived at where they think they need to be. They're always going, um, asking for prayer that they become can become more Christ-like, because they're not where they are, or they want to. They're asking for prayer, or to talk about the fact that they want to become more useful for the kingdom, or that they want to study their Bible more, or they want to commit to praying more. And it's like there's never, <laughs> it's never like, wow, okay, I've been praying a whole lot this week. I you know, probably need to scale back. So I pay attention to my, you know, my family, you know, it's like every, every Christian that I've ever met has always said, man, I need to be doing more. They're never there yet. They're always in this transition and that's always the lingo. That's always the conversation. Yeah. And I, I, that is a form of, of, uh, abuse in a way, because we're told, I was told, you're you're not you're a sinner from birth. Mm-hmm. You're you're weak without God. God, you know, you need to rely on me for everything. You, you know, you're you're, you know, I'm your, I'm your provider. And so I was taught very early on that um, I am supposed to decrease while God increases in my life. Well. But then the change, the changes don't. I mean, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, heard that's that the problem. The time. It's like I must in- decrease so God can increase. It's like that. That's actually now. Now I wish I would have thought about it back then. That's just that's a that's a sentence that doesn't even make any sense anymore. But but now that I've left the faith, I'm not. I mean, I always thought if I left the faith, I would have no hope. I would have no sense of freedom. I would be in some kind of bondage. I don't know what that meant, but but I believed it that that the only freedom was in Christ, and I felt so much freer outside the church than in the church. Mm-hmm. I felt so much freer now that I've said, you know what, it is my responsibility. I don't need to wait for the the prompting of the Spirit to do this or to do that. I can just see somebody and just help them, not yeah. to try to witness to them, just because they need this or they need yeah. that or. Or they just need to, you know, talk or whatever. I don't have to do that with an with an ulterior motive to lead somebody to Jesus. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to back up a little bit um, because I just remembered a question I wanted to ask earlier, um, and we'll fit it in. Yeah. Um. So thinking back to you know, in the throes of religion, your purpose, your, uh, the thing that God needed you to do. Did you ever feel like, man, that's what I was born for. I'm the only one that can do this. And if I don't, 
It won't get done. Not once. Really? No. No, I never thought that if I didn't do it, that it wouldn't get done. Great. You were expecting a different answer? I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think there's one time hmm. that I thought that. Well, you're, you're healthier I, than you, many. Well, uh, well, I did. I remember this being taught a lot when I was growing up in, 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 in church was is that if you didn't, if you didn't use the gifts that God gave you, then he would take them away. Did you ever heard that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> guess what? You've got 16 days left to use your gift or guess what? They're gone. What it is in you Proverbs know. three that use it or lose it. I think this use one. it or lose it. <laughs> is that like but, is that like your vacation time? But, or? but maybe. But when you say maybe I'm healthier, see, I'm thinking I'm, I was unhealthier as a Christian because I thought I was always not good enough. So it couldn't just be me. I'm not the only one that can do that because I'm a sinner. I'm a wretch. I'm this, this, and this. And so the only way I can be qualified is if God leads me and. I was always waiting for God to lead me. And maybe people out there that listen that are Christians would say, well, then that's proof you were never saved. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff to try to teach. I I took steps to try to, you know, there's a lot of things I prayed for, and it just felt like I was beating my head against a wall. And it wasn't things that were bad. It was things like, let me lead somebody to Jesus today. And, and you know, give me an opportunity. I walk, I'm going to have an opportunity. It wasn't an opportunity. I mean, there wasn't a place where somebody was sensitive to that, or, you know, if there was and the Spirit wouldn't tell me to join in. I mean, almost every day I didn't feel like there was somebody that I was prompted to share the gospel with. I mean, I was praying for what I thought was a good thing, and it never, it just didn't happen. So I'm curious on your answer. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, it it had been drilled into me a Mm. a bit that, Hey, this is the thing. And you know, it's your, it's your calling. We've used that word today. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't do it, it won't get done. And, you know, which is a lot of pressure. That's a, yeah, uh, a whole lot of pressure. But, um, I mean, if I think about it, there were definitely times in, you know, my life where, um, you know, where people had put that kind of pressure on my life, you know, by saying, you know, hey, we really need this to be done. Can we count on you for it to be done? You know, you know, God, we, we really, God really, we think God really wants this all to, you know, so there was that kind of stuff. I don't know if I ever felt anything specifically singled out on me. Um, so they were throwing it out, but you weren't picking it up. Well, yeah, maybe, and maybe, or, you know, but there were lots of times where I said, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'll join in, I'll join in the group. I'll join in what's going on, but I don't ever remember feeling a purpose that was called, you know, on my life. Um, but there, but, you know, growing up in, in, in the church, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Like there was the pastor and maybe there was an assistant pastor and then there was a worship leader and there was a secretary at the church. And then beyond that, there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, like if there was a specific spot to fill in within, within church or, um, but, 
um, I don't know. Maybe it's a denominational thing. Maybe it's a different approach to, to, you know, to religion, you know, but, um, it wasn't until I moved to Tennessee where I feel like, um, the church I grew up in Ohio was very strict. They were half a step sideways from Baptist. They claimed to be very doctrinally, um, you know, um, they, you know, we're the soundest. The, yeah, we're that's the right. Doctrinally that's right. Sound. Very doctrinally sound. In yeah. fact, we're the most, you know, that, well, yeah, that was us. That was really us. It wasn't until I moved to Tennessee that when I started going to church down here that it was more, you know, it was not, it was like that, but it was more a, um, it seemed like more of a business. It was more big. It was more, because the churches I went to in Ohio were never big churches. They were smaller churches built on community. You know, I've mentioned this before. When somebody needed people to move, there was always dinner going on someplace. Uh, you know, youth group was going on. People were just f- hanging out, being together, and people were friends. And then, you know, moving down here is when it became very grandiose, like it was a theater. It was something that was being put on to perform um, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, you know, that was involved in that, but that was just very much, that's what it felt like. So, um, the purpose a lot of times was, is you just need to be here and be involved in this thing that's going on. Bigger and better. Yeah. Cause you were always on stage cause you're, you know, playing guitar and everything else. So you were probably a little bit more into that. Yeah. You know, I got suckered into it. We've alluded tonight to all the things Nathan played. Oh yeah. I want a list of all the instruments. Oh, it's just guitar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. You play the harpsichord and the the lute and the piccolo. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Alto sax. Cello. Actually, very sax. Yeah. Tenor sax. Yeah. Not soprano. But, um, but I yeah. can honestly tell you, I cannot play a single instrument. Yeah, you can. No, I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> Nor can I sing. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I feel like we need to, I think, I feel like we need to clarify at the end here your main question. Uh, we've thrown a lot of stuff out. We've we talked have. about a lot yeah. of stuff, but, um, okay. Uh, let me ask this. Do you do you feel like you uh, have purpose today? I do. David, can you make a shorter answer? He's like, I, yes, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, Captain. Um, yes. um, I, I definitely have a purpose today. Um, I have a truer. And what I consider to be a, I know this is not a real world, a real, real word, but a, I have a realer purpose now <laughs> than I did when I was a Christian. Yeah. Cause I think it's more sincere and, uh, and I fall right in line with what Nathan, Nathan said about his, his family and all of that. And, and, um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't. I struggled for about a year when I came out of the faith of what my purpose was. And then 
you know, I kind of fell into a groove of, hey, this is what I'm going to focus on, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to try to live my life with my friends and and just, you know, try to help people when I can. And, and not, I think as humans, that's what our calling is. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to get vaccinated. I'm going to do those things that improve society. Mm-hmm. It's like the fear, all of the fear that kind of kept you there is gone. Mm-hmm. And, and in that, you can, I feel like for myself, I'm not saying for anybody else, but it kind of strips everything away that you can, you can find purpose in everything that's right in front of you. Yeah. There's, you know, the fear is gone. That famous BB King song. Um, but, um, it's, it really is, you know, it's like when you go through life and go, you know, uh, uh, well, if I die and go to hell, oh, I don't, I don't even think hell's a real thing anymore. So there's no fear there that all of a sudden that's just gone. Yeah. You know, um, am I helping out enough at church so that God's pleased with me? Well, I don't really think I need to be doing that. Yeah. Okay. That's all gone. There's just, it's just not there anymore. It doesn't even exist. I don't even contemplate it. Don't think about it. Um, which, and by the way, is one of my questions when I think about, you know, you know, does God exist or does God exist to, uh, to instill an institution within humanity? I'm like, well, if God is not convicting me to be in that, then either he doesn't want me to be, so I'm being obedient (laughs) (laughs) or he's not doing that. And I, there's, I don't need to be. So anyways, that's, that's a side thing, but, but purpose I think is, I just feel like the purpose purpose is, is, is very clear. You know, you're not, you're not doing anything so you can get rewards in heaven or an afterlife. You're not trying to, you know, have a better standing in heaven. You literally love somebody that's close to you because you think that that's what's best for them. And that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So. About you, Jim. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel the same way, man. The freedom is amazing. It's, it's the very, very best. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't feel any less purposeful than I've ever felt. Uh, there's times when I, I feel slightly overwhelmed by life and I'm, and I'm doing so much of, of what has to be done. I'm not doing what, uh, I'm not getting enough time to do the things that, you know, that I really feel are, mm-hmm. are a huge help to, uh, to my friends or, or society, probably more often society. Um, but, uh, the opportunities out there, man, it's a, it's a world that is messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just, it's not just broken, but it has been designed to be this way. <laughs> you know, it really has. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity to change it and make it work for, for everyone. And, uh, that excites me. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, purpose. Yeah. Is it, 
ordained. I I don't know. I think I think it's probably that's a good question. It's, it's hard to answer. Yeah, I think it's built in. You know, I yeah, think, I think it's, it's evolution. Who, who I think it's who we are. Yeah, it's who we are. Yeah, we're we're, we're we are uh, not meant to be loners. We're we're pack animals, and our purpose is you know to try to help the pack. I, I really believe that. I mean, I Absolutely. think we are a social social um, species, and we have uh, created a system that we live in that is rooted, deeply rooted in competition, uh, which is short-sighted because Mm -hmm. collaboration is what makes the world better. Collaboration is what causes the world to thrive and uh, competition will be the death of us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. not, it's it's uh, not survival of the competitive. Nope. It is not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great question. Uh, thanks. Uh, love listening to you guys. Uh, hey, uh, Shannon Kiever, if you're if you're listening, if you're our first listener, uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for joining us. This is <laughs> that's out. questionable the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Tune in uh, on our website or uh, listen in on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. We appreciate uh, you very, very much. I thought you played the accordion. You don't play the accordion. Uh, I mean, only on weekends. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What a Friday night at your place. Only at church. Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's questionable1 on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.